myself, wow, this is fabulous. And he, he preached in faith. And the, when he preached in faith about the covenant, when he has preached about being excited about all the covenants, I got excited. And I was like, praise God, I'm in a covenant, an inter, an unshakable covenant and a relationship legally based, legally bound, just like um, Livingston went through the, the um, Africa and everywhere he went with that staff. He was blessed because he was in covenant with the with the chieftain who was the high mucky muck chieftain for the whole area. And he gave up his goat with the goat milk. And that was the most precious thing that he had. And he gave up that precious goat and he got that spear that he thought was a piece of junk. What am I getting this spear for? And then he realized later on that that spear gave him everything that he needed in life to be in those, to go from tribe to tribe in Africa in the most dangerous places. He was protected by that spear. And so I just want to continue on with that message because not just, we don't need to just hear that message once. We need to hear that message over and over again in faith because it's such a powerful relationship that we have with Almighty God because of what our forefathers did and because of what Jesus himself did. We have an everlasting better covenant with the Lord God right now because of Jesus Christ. He is the one that provided the covenant that's unbreakable from God's side. And I'm so excited to understand the covenant. And I wanted to do this message today. It's called, You Are Blessed by God Himself. And I'm not going to say that I got this information out of my own head, but since last June, I've been watching Kenneth Copeland on, on the, um, the YouTube, and Kenneth Copeland has a little feature on his website that you can save the whole week at one time. It's called, it's called you can download the whole week. So I downloaded three weeks of this guy who was on his um, Believer's Voice of Victory program. His name's Gene, and he's an Old Testament, New Testament teacher at Kenneth Copeland's Bible School. And he is so fabulous. He talked about the old covenant. I got so excited when watching it. And then because Kenneth Copeland was so inspired by his teachings on the covenant that he's been basically teaching on the covenant for the last six and a half months, almost every Sunday, he goes back into faith. And then he had this guy Gene back on again in December and taught three more weeks on the covenant. So I'm really excited. And I just wanted to tell you today that you are blessed by God himself. God has done the blessing. God has provided the blessing. God has initiated the blessing. And what I wanted to kind of hook up between Pastor Brad's message last week on the covenant, I want to hook up this message with his message because I want to tell you that every time God comes to you with a covenant, he comes to you to bless you. He comes to you to bless you. It's always a blessing. And you always get more on your side of the covenant than you ever expected. There's always more to the blessing than you can imagine. It's always greater and more wonderful and so helpful to you because God is good. Because God is love. And when you connect with God and you connect with Jesus and you connect with the Holy Spirit, you're connecting with unlimited love. You're connecting with unlimited blessing. 
There's no limit to the blessing that God has for you. What God has for you is he has perfect health. He has perfect companionship. He has a perfect relationship. Everything that you could ever need or want in your life, if you're connected with God in the covenant, you are then transmitted from that wonderful covenant of God into the blessings of the New, the New Testament. The Old Testament is progressive revelation, and the Bible gets more and more progressive. There's more and more revelation as you go from Genesis to Revelation. But we're in the New Covenant. We're in the epistles. We're living in the epistles. But it's good to go back and to talk about and to think about how we got to where we are in the covenant relationship and the covenant blessings of God. So I want to start off by saying this. Because of what Jesus did, because of his relationship to us, you are not just a flesh and blood human being or an old sinner saved by grace. You, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, you're now as a born again, new creation, a child. You have a child father relationship with the almighty God. You have like Pastor Brad is, is a father and Pastor Gigi is a mother. Chad was born into that relationship, and Chad has gotten into that relationship as, as a father and a mother, and he has a special relationship with them, and he has special blessings from them that other people don't have because he has, he has a son-father relationship. If he needs anything, he goes to Pastor Brad and says, Dad, I need this. Pastor Brad says, yep. He goes to Pastor Gigi, Mom, I need this. Yep, it's a done deal. Pastor Brad and Gigi gave him spiritual blessings, financial blessings, emotional blessings, relational blessings. In every way that Chad could be blessed by human beings, he's blessed by his mother and father. Born of the seed of his word, your inner man has been recreated in the image of God. Right now, as you're listening to this message as a Christian, you were recreated in the image of God. Your spirit, which is the real you, is just like God. Talk about good looking. You are good looking in Christ. You are a good looking new creation. You are a good looking new species. Your inner man right now is shining with the glory of God. Now you may think to yourself, I don't feel like a new creation sometimes. Then spend more time in front of the mirror. <laughs> not the mirror in your bedroom, not the mirror in your bathroom but on the one you take to church and in the books that you read and the books that you feed on, the mirror of God's word. What does God's word tell you you are? That's the mirror that you need to focus on. It contains the full truth in the epistles about your spiritual identity and your spiritual inheritance. You have a new spiritual identity in Christ. You have a new spiritual inheritance in Christ. You have what the Bible says you have. You are who it says you are. And you can do what it says you can do. God is not an unfair God. Pastor Brother Hagen and Joel Osteen and, and John Osteen used to say, you can do what the Bible says you can do. And when he said that 30, 40 years ago, I realized to myself, I can do what God says I can do. 
I'm a, I have the ability to do what God says I can do. It's just that simple. God's not unjust. God's not unfair. God's not, God's not a liar. If he's given me the ability to do something, I can do it. It may not be the way that I planned on doing it. It may be difficult to do it, but I can do it. I can live in the promises of God. And the more you renew your mind to what the word says about you, the more you are on the inside comes out and is visible on the outside. The more your faith grows, the more you and everyone around you can see that although you live in the world, people will recognize that you're not of this world. You're something special in this world. I know that I try with my friends that aren't saved and my family that's not saved. I always try to live not of not in the world as much, but but not of the world. And they can see a difference in me. So when trouble comes, they come to me. Like I had a really good friend of mine, Lucy, and her husband, Baldwin, just lost his mother. I've been talking about that Ming talk. She came from China and she became to China. She was so smart that she became a nuclear scientist for um, NASA. And she's not a nuclear scientist, but a, 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 a rocket scientist. So guess who gave her a call about three months before she died, Elon Musk gave her a call and said, I want you to come down and talk to my people about rockets because you're one of the experts in rockets. But she said, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not, I'm, that's my past. But she didn't even know who Elon Musk was. That's what Lucy told me. So that was a pretty interesting story. You have been delivered from the power of darkness. And as Colossians 1, 13 and 14 says, you have been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood. You have been translated. We don't even know the scope and the depth of that revelation, that we have been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. Redemption, friends, redemption, brothers and sisters, is a big word. It's bigger than we can realize on this earth. It doesn't just refer to the forgiveness of sins, Redemption speaks of a total release from the dominion of the devil, a total release and freedom from the curse that he brought onto this earth when Adam fell. It refers to what Jesus did legally and spiritually to restore us back into the plan that God originally had for mankind. Galatians 3.13 says this, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. And here's the most exciting part, that the blessing, the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, that's us, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive what? Part of the blessing was the promise of the Spirit through faith. We are not just redeemed from something, I want you to get the revelation that I got a lot last week with Pastor Brad's message that we're not redeemed just from something, but we're redeemed into something. When we're in a covenant relationship with God, we're redeemed into everything that God has. God took our calf. God took our goat. God took the milk and God gave us the spear. And everywhere that we go, we have the spear of God with us. We have the ability to move and to live and to have the being of righteousness and faith with us wherever we go. <clears throat> We're redeemed into the blessing of Old Testament Abraham. 
But what exactly is the blessing of Abraham? It's the original blessing that God gave to Adam in Genesis, the one that was released right after Adam, Adam was created. God blessed mankind and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. There are living things that are from the enemy right now that are moving on the earth. We have dominion over those things because God promised that to Adam. That wasn't just a blessing. I want you guys to get this. That was the blessing. God's blessing to Adam was the blessing. The one through which God bestowed to mankind all the divine power and all the authority that we would ever need to live in total victory, total health, and total prosperity forever. Once released, once God released that blessing onto the earth, no matter how the devil tried to get rid of that blessing, he couldn't until he got Adam and Eve to sin. People might not walk in the full blessing. Adam and Eve obviously didn't, but they decided to disobey God. We don't do that. In evidence in Genesis 9, after the flood, God also blessed Noah. Pastor Brad talked about that last week. And Noah and his sons. And he said this to them. Think, look how closely this is to the blessing of Abraham. God doesn't change. God said to, to Noah, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon the fishes of the, of the sea and into your hand they're delivered. Praise God. The same blessing that, that God gave Adam, he gave to Noah in a little bit different way. The wording of the blessing is a little different, but the meaning is the same thing. Let's move on to Abram. After Noah, God made covenant with Abram, later known as Abraham. And he gave Abraham that blessing. I want to say this again to everyone of you guys that's listening. Every time God comes to the covenant, he comes with the blessing. There is a blessing that is inherent in a, in, a, in a relationship with God, that when you get into that and you realize that and it becomes revelation to you, then that you understand that there's only good to come out of it. There's only a blessing to come out of it. There's only fun and excitement and happiness that come with the blessings of God. This is what God said to Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thine kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Do you see how when God makes you a blessing, he makes you a blessing for others? If you're a blessing to other people, it's because God has blessed you. God wants you to be blessed so that you can bless other people in all those ways of blessing, spiritual, financial, physical, mental, social, emotional, all those ways that God wants you to prosper, he wants you to be blessed. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee. And in thee, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's in Genesis 12. Now listen to this. Noah, notice that God didn't tell Abram where to go or anything about it. God told Abram, you go and I'll show you. So what did Abram do? He stepped out in faith. What do we do? We step out in faith and God blesses us. He was so hugely successful with God in his life because he did what God wanted him to do. 
he, he acted upon God's word, and he understood as a Jew that understands covenant, he understood that he was blessed. Abraham knew with his covenant, he knew that God would have to bless him. He knew that. That's part of the covenant. We learn more about the blessing in Genesis 14. Abraham had just won a big victory, and Melchizedek was the high priest and king of Salem. He came to mark the victory by ministering to Abraham the covenant elements of bread and wine. Those were the covenant elements in the Old Testament. And he said, blessed be Abram of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be Abram of the Most High God. Make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. I will curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Melchizedek knew that Abraham was blessed by God. And he came to Abraham because he wanted Abraham's blessing to spill out onto him and spill out onto his life. When I read that, I thought Melchizedek was calling God the possessor of heaven and earth. I realized that's not the case. He was calling Abram the possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the most high God who hath delivered unto thine hands thine enemies. The blessing and the promise of the spirit given to Abraham was also in Romans 4. It's moved into the New Testament. For the promise that he shall be heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Abraham proved faith, and God blessed him by faith. We are a word of faith church. We believe in faith. We teach faith. We preach faith. Why? Because through faith, the blessings come. Through faith, the relationships come. Through faith, the covenant comes. Through faith, the blessing comes. God's key that opens up the door of his relationship with his people and with people come through faith. It's impossible to be saved without faith, right? Therefore, it is by faith that it may be by grace that who does the blessing that the promise belongs to us now. In, Abra in Galatians 3.29, it says this. If ye be Christ's, then ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. If you be Christ's, we are spiritual seeds of God and we are heirs just like Abraham was an heir according to the promise. What promise? The promise that God gave Abram. The promise that God gave, gave Adam. The promise that God gave Noah. It's all ours. But we have a better promise based on a better covenant. Because we're in covenant with Jesus Christ. We're raised up right now to sit with Jesus in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers. We've received an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness so that we may reign as kings in life. As we are right now, we are in the righteousness of God in Christ. We are righteous just as we sit here. We're not going to become any more righteous in heaven than we are now. God provided the righteousness of Christ to live in our lives. When we accept him and we become new creations, we become new species, we walk in righteousness. We walk in a right standing with God because as, as um, spiritual descendants of Jesus Christ, we have the same abilities. Deuteronomy 28 says this, as the blessed, we should expect this, Deuteronomy 28, and the Lord thy God will set on thee high above all nations of the earth, 
And all these blessings, 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 blessings shall come upon thee and shall overtake thee. The blessings of God are to overtake us, not just to be a little tiny blessing. The blessings of God are to overtake us. And how are they going to overtake us? Blessed shall thou be in the city. Blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall be when thou comest in. Blessed shall be when thou goest out. Everywhere we go, everything we do, God wants us to be blessed. In other words, you will be blessed everywhere, all the time, in everything. Blessing, blessing, blessing. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and blessed shall be the fruit of thy ground, and blessed shall be the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, K-I-N-E. Kind in the Old Testament means animals, work animals like donkeys and things like that. But today, kind, K-I-N-E, would mean whatever equipment is necessary to get the job done. It could be a car, it could be a truck, it could be a tractor, it could be an airplane, it could be a computer, it could be anything that we need to be successful. God's going to bless those things. The Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee, to be smitten, smitten, smitten before thy face. Our enemies are to be smitten before our face because of our relationship and our covenant with God. And they shall come out against thee one way. And this is the exciting part. They shall flee before thee seven ways. So they are to come at us and they flee. Flee, flee, flee. When as the blessed, we resist the devil in James 4, 7, and he flees from us because we are the blessed. The devil sees us. He's the cursed. But when he sees us, we're the blessed. We'll never be the cursed. We'll always be the blessed. He will always be the cursed. He will never be the blessed. He lost out and we won. And Deuteronomy 28 again says this, And the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. And in all that thou settest thy hand to do, shall he bless thee in the land which the Lord God gave to thee. Now today, with our Zoom meetings, I want to point this out, that we are all over the world. This Zoom meeting is going across states, it's going across countries, and he shall bless you in whatever land you are in. He will bless Christine in England, where she is, because she's a child of God. He will bless Chris Richmond in Cabo San Lucas, because Chris is a child of God. He will bless Helena in Texas. Why? Because Helena is a child of God. Part of the blessing is to have this grace, this wonderful grace of God to give you, to equip you to do the things that you can do, whatever he's called you to do. If you're called to teach school with a blessing on you, you can change your school system for the better. If you're called to be in politics, you can change the political system to be the best. If you're called into business, even if you have to just start out on the bottom row, people will see that you're the blessed of God. What happened to Joseph in the Old Testament? He started out as a slave in Potiphar's house, and God's blessing came upon him so valuable that he became in charge of the man's entire state. The same thing when he happened when he was in prison. The jailer saw how capable he was and how he had the blessings of God in his life that he became charged over the whole place. I want to say this is not in my notes. But God wants you to get all the education you can. 
God wants you to get all the wisdom you can. God wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to be blessed in the little things of life. As we do the little things of life, as we follow the Holy Spirit to do what he's called us to do in the spiritual realm, he wants us to gain knowledge. He wants us to learn about faith. He wants us to go to Bible school. He wants us to read powerful um, books about, about God. He wants us to be successful in our business. He wants that blessing to spill over uh, off the spiritual realm that we're in. He wants us to get A's in school. He wants us to be excellent math teachers. He wants us to be excellent in our business. He wants excellence in our lives. When I first went to Bible school in 1988, Faith Bible School had the sign Faith Bible School. Then below it, it said excellence in ministry. God wants you to be excellent in all things. He prides himself for you to be excellent. God shall establish thee as a holy people unto himself, and all the people shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord. God's ways are always the ways of love. When you walk in love and in the blessing of God, people will see that there's something special about you. Everywhere you go, you make that place better by the blessing of God. Everything you do in life, you are going by the blessing of God. If God wants you to move into a neighborhood, if God wants you to move into a new job, then everyone will know that you are God's agent, that you are God's man, that you are God's woman, because you will automatically bring God's love and God's blessing into that situation. Pastor Brad talks about when he worked at the, at the loan company that he sat, I think, I just want to say, is this right? He sat closest to the door, but everybody had to walk by Pastor Brad. He told that story. Is that right, Pastor Brad? Pastor Brad was the agent in that office. He was the life of God in that office. He was the one that brought the blessing and the anointing into that office, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I can just see him sitting there. I sat yeah, by the captains with a big smile, and everybody had to walk by <laughs> my desk. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Brad, I know him for long, since 1979. We've been friends since 1979. Pastor Brad always brings a smile. Pastor Brad always brings a faith. Pastor Brad always brings a word of encouragement. Never negative, never a downer, never a criticism. And so when people walked to go to the bathroom, they saw that smiling face and they saw that word of encouragement. And he brought the blessing of Abraham into that place because he was different. He exhibited a difference. He is a person of excellence. Whatever Pastor Brad and Pastor Gigi do, I'm just bragging on them because I've known her for a long time. They want to bring that, that, that blessing of excellence into their environment. It's so important. What did Isaac do in, in Genesis 26 when the famine hit Canaan? At God's direction, Isaac stayed there and prospered in the midst of trouble. To get the water he needed for the crops, he'd dig a well. And that well would flow with the blessings of God. Then his neighbors would steal that well. So he'd dig another well. He kept digging wells and getting the wells stolen until eventually there were wells all over the place and the whole region was flourishing. Everyone thought the famine was over, so they ran him out of town. But when they ran the blessed Isaac out of town, what happened? The famine hit again. So they ran after him, and they begged him to come back, and they begged to make a covenant with Isaac. Why? Because Isaac was the blessed of God. 
because you are blessed and blessed and blessed. People want to be your friends. People are attracted to you. People are wanting to be a part of your life because they see that you're blessed. And when you need encourage, when they need encouragement and they need prayer, they come to you. I'm going to read this and I'll finish up. I am so excited about being blessed. Verses 12 and 13. And the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless the work of all thine hand. And thou shalt lend to many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. And you shall be above only, and you shall not be beneath. That's who you are. You are the blessed. You have been blessed. You are going to sleep blessed. You are waking up in the morning blessed. You are reading your Bible blessed. You are eating your breakfast, lunch, and dinner blessed. You are operating in your job situation blessed. You are operating in your church situation blessed. Your family sees you as different. Your family sees you as blessed. You have a recreated mind through the word of God, that your mind has been changed, that your thoughts have been changed, and people want to be around you. You are the blessed. Call yourself blessed. God wants you to call yourself blessed. He's happy when you call yourself blessed because he's done the blessing. Renew your mind to the fact that you are blessed. Build the verses in the Bible that talk about the blessings, that talk about the covenant, into your spirit, into your mind. I love to spend Thursday nights with Car Tuesday nights with Carlos because it's Jasmine, Carlos, me, and Jonathan. And every time Carlos speaks, Carlos always brings the word of God into the situation. We're talking about something in the in the healing scripture, the healing book. And, John, and, and Carlos pops open his mute button and says, well, in Ephesians 12, 3, it says this. And then John, he's always got the scripture. And I love it. And so I prayed on Tuesday night, Carlos, I said, Carlos, please pray for me that I would love the scriptures and have the memory of the scriptures like you do. Because you've renewed your mind, not only with the scriptures, but you've renewed your mind with the verses too. So you know where those verses are. Build those verses into you. Think those verses. Talk those verses. Practice seeing yourself not just in a physical mirror, but practice in a spiritual mirror. And this is what I want to conclude with right now. I want you to look in the mirror in the morning, the physical mirror, and I want you to say to yourself, hello, blessed. Hello, blessed. You are the blessed. I am the blessed. We are the blessed. Amen? You are blessed. I want to get that across to you today that in, in sickness and in health and all different ways that we go through life, I want you to call yourself blessed. I want you to think of yourself as blessed because in legal terms and in through the scriptures, as you are right now, you are blessed. That's my message. I love you guys.